0: Welcome to the Packer Force Podcast. We are back. I'm your host, Elliot Sill. I'm joined by Peter Sill and Andrew Sill, my brothers. That's that's our deal. We're all brothers. If you were wondering,
1: guys, that's, that's the whole story. That's yeah, that's it. If you want a backstory, the backstory is that we are brothers. We were
0: once on, related. We were once on the Railbird Podcast with Brian Caribou. Oh man,
1: the good days. Yeah, the good days. We're probably clearing like, you know, sixty downloads a month at that point. Yeah, eight views per episode. Uh, no, but we're
0: we're it's been a long time since then. Uh, Aaron Rodgers no longer the quarterback of the Packers, so much has changed. Yeah. guys, it is week fourteen. Yeah, and it is great. To be a Packer fan. I don't know about you.
1: Holy shit. What a That's time fantastic. to be alive. You know what? I thought the the first part of my life, the first thirty five years being a Packer fan was good. But it just keeps getting better <laughs> with age. Like it's never gotten worse. Yeah. It's literally the whole time just been like I this I guess, this is why people are football fans because it's got to be, it's got to be this good, right?
2: Yeah,
0: football is like investing; you just get more money.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't really get it. Like all these old heads will tell you that there's lean years and you don't know about it. And the Packers used to be so bad. At this point, I'm calling bullshit. I think it's just always great. I think That's, they're wrong.
1: Yes, there's the no
2: statistical historical proof to back up what they're saying. Everything that I know is is just great. Well, I want to
1: first of all thank Gen X because it was your generation that was the first generation to say, you know what? We are going to keep being kids and we're going to keep the magic of our childhood. And that has allowed us to evolve as fans to be the silliest, most incredible fans that we can possibly be. And I think that's the biggest difference is that... You know, 35 years ago, I mean, I was born. So that was like, (laughs) that's got to be it. It's got to be like, and Andrew, you paved the way for me. It was you doing the work as a baby, you know, (laughs) on our generation, getting us ready. It was hard
2: times, but I put in that work. You You did.
1: You put in that work, and I think we've just become better fans. So that's got to be it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that doesn't make any sense, but I love it.
2: I made sure my diapers were filled with green and gold <laughs> clothes all the time. They were not healthy looking. But.
0: I really think it's the three of us that have turned the Packers franchise around forever. The Packer Force. That's right. We did it. Yep. And everyone doesn't know that. And these just, these old... Aaron Nagler farts are going around saying you you better appreciate it while it lasts and it's like, buddy, we're here. Yeah. I'm here to last. So <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. The years are thick as fuck. Thick years. No thin years allowed. Yeah. Fat, fat ass years. Fat, droopy, saggy ears. We do not know lean times
1: in Green Bay. Except for October. That was a that I didn't like that. Nope. I didn't like October. Yeah, that that sucked. That's why we've been gone because October <laughs> was pretty rough. Yeah, we had to stop. Yeah, dude, we lost a game. Yeah. Yeah. Like we went to a game. But we and, went to a game and lost it. And it was very I
0: uh, literally I lost it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> You're <I> not mad.
2: <laughs> You were ready to fight a gaggle of police. You're
1: like, fuck those police. Did I say that? You said, I don't give a fuck about those police right there. And you looked at all of them and you said. There was like seven of them. (laughs) Well, I didn't.
0: And you know, you can say that. There's (laughs) nothing that says you can't say that. It's not even like a mean comment. It was just crude language. I was just like, I I don't mind. I I might as well have said, I don't mind that there's police there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's the sober version. Yeah. I, that's probably how they took it. They were like, yeah, that's... He might as well have just said, I don't mind the police being right there. <laughs> yeah, that's, a,
2: that's how they interpret it. Well, he that was beating the shit out of his own brothers. We'll probably just let it go. If they don't hit him back, we're not going to.
0: Yeah, I was just trying to have a civil conversation with those fans. I don't know why they had to um make me lose my mind but
2: yeah fuck those denver fans let's yeah those Those denver Denver fans are denver fans
0: are pretty terrible like they're not fun to interact with yeah
2: like not a fan
0: i loved
1: it when we
2: went to kansas city kansas city fans were fucking awesome yeah dude i love those guys
1: tons of back and forth
2: Never felt the fucking horrible vibes that we got in Denver. Those fucking fans sucked.
1: Yeah. And especially from other Packer fans, too. Like, we were being a regular amount of loud, mm-hmm. and Packer fans were like, oh, well, we know you're not from Wisconsin. Like, so we went to Lambo last year. Wonderful time. Yeah. You know, everybody talks about Lambo fans, and it's like, we didn't see those guys. In Denver, we saw those guys. Yeah, We had people in our row that, because their side of the row was slightly longer, did not want us to walk past them. We would try to walk down the row, and they would sit down and say, go around. And so that means in order to do that, you had to go back out into the stadium, go two doors down because there wasn't a door to get. There wasn't a gate
2: on that side.
1: There wasn't a fucking gate on that side. And they were telling us that we were being selfish for, for walking by them. Unbelievable. You know, Unbelievable. I, Packer fans. I do not remember that. I drank a lot.
0: that Yeah. Day, so. Yeah. Really? Okay. Anyway. So, a um, little bit of a rough patch there for Jordan Love, October. A little rough, rough patch for us. Yeah. Um well, and go. that's the worst it'll ever get. Congratulations to the Packers.
2: Yeah, three three early. straight
1: wins. We made it through our dark time.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, the lean years
2: are over. Yeah, it's been weeks since we've trailed.
0: Oh, well, that's weird. It's true. It's weird.
2: Yeah. Um, took The fucking early lead in the Lions game and took the early lead in the Chiefs game.
0: And you know what? It's that's that's LeFleur, That's LaFleur's Sweet spot,
2: man. Coaching, team, he's good at that. Um, yeah, taking the ball early seems to be working for us.
0: Two weeks in a row, and we got the lead both times. And we never gave it up. So yeah, you gotta love that. And now it's interesting because we go from this part of our schedule that like I we thought the Chargers were good, and then since that game, it's been like oh they're they're not. Uh, <laughs> so that was supposed to be a win <laughs> over a good team, but they're not one. So sucks. And then the Lions. And the Chiefs, a very, we looked at that and said that's a tough stretch of the schedule. We go 3-0 and there, and now we get to the easy portion of the schedule. We have a five-game stretch to finish the year against teams without a winning record. You've got the Giants, and then the Buccaneers, and then the Panthers, and then the Vikings, and then the Bears. That's it.
2: Not only that with the revisionist history, but some of those losses don't look nearly as bad. The loss to the Broncos, all of a sudden, is not a loss to one of the worst teams in the league. Right.
0: However, the Raiders loss kind of cancels that out because the Raiders loss looks worse. We were like Josh McDaniels' last win. Like, that team was, like, over everything about its life. Except they beat
1: us. Well, those—I mean, those were real lean times. Like the offense was just not working. Our receivers were not as developed as they are now. Like there's there's been a turning on in the receiver in the receiving room, uh, and they're all they're all turned on now. And you can see them running around just.
2: Oh yeah, on. a lot has changed. Oh, yeah, like Christian Watson slumped for a half a second. Yeah. And all the the other receivers were like, oh, I'm going to take his spot real quick. And then they started excelling. And then Christian started smelling them fucking coming up on his ass. He's like, you know what? Let me start doing some crazy shit. Now Christian is bawling his ass off again. Once he gets back in the game at least. But Christian, like, we were selling on him a month ago. and. We and all look like dumbasses now.
0: I I also, this is just something that's wrong with me. But I also just like, I I just perceive everything as like, oh. We we tried. We 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 couldn't do it that time. We made a mistake that time, and it's like. People were using, you know, the first six weeks of the season, seven weeks of the season, to say like. We needed to move on from Jordan Love. We needed to move on from Christian Watson. We needed to move on from A.J. Dillon. We needed to move on from Matt LaFleur. We needed to move on from Joe Barry. You saw all of it. You saw all of it. And every one of those players has had their role in turning this back around. They've stopped making those mistakes that they were making. Christian Watson stopped dropping balls. Jordan Love's accuracy is better. Matt LaFleur's play calling finally does look more like the Dolphins. Joe Barry's defensive philosophy has borne out successfully in the past three weeks. And A.J. Dillon, Dillon stepped up and is looking like he's averaging close to four yards a carry these last few games. on the snow oh. And so, while you were – like, folks were making mistakes, and the general consensus – as I experienced it on Twitter was like, sell, 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 get rid of these guys draft high. Let's, let's re let's actually Ooh. rebuild. And it's like,
2: um, Dude, we are rebuilding. This is how a rebuild works. Sometimes it takes time. Patience.
0: Yeah. Chill.
2: And,
0: and it's like, if, if guys weren't going to get better, then that makes sense. But I mean, you
2: gotta you just, let it marinate. I,
0: you can't watch what Christian Watson did last year and be like, can't, he can't do that. That was false. Mm -hmm. Right. He kind of put out two like, he put out this, I'm really good showcase last year at the second half of the season. And then this, like, I kind of stink. So showcase the beginning of this year. And you're like, I mean, I, I understand the business of, of the NFL and the way it's, you know, what have you done for me lately? But like, Boy, you got really young players. You got a young coach. So, yeah, just it kind of makes sense to to give these guys a chance to start winning some games. I mean, like Yeah. So, it it was weird to me the finality that everyone was was feeling uh and like Jordan Love was like, you know, what I mean, losing to the Vikings, dropping to two and five, it was it was really like what is who are we drafting quarterback wise? And yeah, that's like bad. boy, that's a lot. Yeah. For five losses.
2: No, yeah. It's something that I've sniffed in Bears fans that has completely just disgusted me. Bears fans. Early on in the season, we're just ready to cut bait on everything that they've done. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe that's rubbed off on us,
0: because that's how they've been for years. And that's how they told us it was going to be after Rodgers. They're like, welcome to our world, bitches. Everything Mm -hmm. sucks, and you got to cut everyone all the time, because they're bad.
2: No. That's how the Bears are the Bears, and the Packers are the Packers. You don't do that. You don't just fucking start slashing. At the beginnings, we still have so many young bucks that are still doing things to get acquainted with how football works. Mm-hmm. You don't cut them before they've had a season or two or three to get mm-hmm. acquainted with dire situations and third nines and... 14-point trailing in the fourth quarter you have to let these dudes get acquainted and you have to let them learn how to compete and you have to learn how to scrap and come back. And the Mm -hmm. Bears, the Bears see some losses and they're like, well, we spent seven zillion dollars on free agents and we've got all these rookies. And we lost three games, so it's time to start rebuilding again, even though this was the beginning of our rebuild. How do you rebuild in a rebuild? And like essentially, that's what people were calling for the Packers to do. Yeah. This was the beginning of our rebuild, and halfway through, the first half of our first season of the rebuild, people wanted to sell every part that we had already. It's ridiculous. It's dumb. It's nonsense. That's
1: why off seasons are so dangerous, man. Like everybody does really get into it, and you you have all these expect you're like oh man look at all these things that we can put together it's all just potential and then you go through we had a we had a great preseason and then it translated into beating the bears and it, it just it just fucks with your expectation but the only way to truly look at this is with the long view is with you know is with the patience is seeing like this thing has a while to go. There's a lot of little details for everybody to learn, for everybody to figure themselves People, like these guys, yeah, we have the youngest team in the NFL. These guys are figuring out who they are as people still. Mm. You know? Like Jordan Love is still just like, yeah, I, you know, I think I know who I am. And he's like proving that. He's got to prove that to, you know, to himself. Some of y'all have never
0: aged from 23 to 24, and it shows.
2: Right,
0: right. Um. So, yeah, I. I don't want to sound too like, I don't know. High, like. High on ourselves, because. We're sitting here saying like everyone was dumb for re- being reactionary, and we were right, um, and. Overall, like, I, you know, I was close to feeling hopeless. Like, that Broncos game was a bit blurry in my memory because I perceived it, you know, drunk in person instead of on TV. And, you know, it's harder to contextualize that. Um, But it was like, it didn't seem it didn't seem horrible it just seemed like we were just frustrating with ourselves with mistakes and and penalties Mm -hmm. and things that were keeping us from being excellent and we showed moments of excellence in there i never got to a point where i was like ready to give up but i did get to a point where i was like pretty bummed out about how things were going like i was not expecting two and five
1: i was ready to be resigned yeah, yeah, I was like a little bit there too. I was I was one of those people that was getting on to, okay, like if this is what our team is turning into, if this is like okay, our team is scouted and this is what we are. Yeah. Right? This is this is what we're becoming. Then let's look forward to the draft. What how how are we going to build this team? Like we have and that's the thing is that we have a, you know, five, you know, picks within the first three rounds, mm-hmm. they're going to be fucking great. And so that's that's a that's a good thing to look forward to. But, yeah. Oh,
0: the, actually, I think it was like
2: the Rasul Douglas trade. Mm. Sure. Was like sure. the lowest point for me. Yeah, that yeah. was a dark moment. That it was, was like, man. oh,
0: they're giving up too.
2: Mm. And... Right. The opt- it wasn't like, that they're giving up too, it's that they were giving up, because I was never giving up. Like... Well,
0: I meant like what in addition the to the fans, like it, the fans you had given up for weeks by that point, and were like, you know, so, the, the Packers are stinky, and it was, and then and then it was like the Packers are like, we're selling at the deadline, and it's like, oh,
1: yeah, shit. not you, Legend, you weren't giving up the, the Wolves, the Wolves,
2: no, yeah, never giving up. Is that
1: a Zach Jacobson yeah. dig? That's a Vic Ketchman. Oh, the Wolves, the Wolves are howling.
2: Yeah. It's never yeah. giving up. Well here you know like season, I wanted seven wins. Yeah, seven you wins did. was Always gonna make me happy. <laughs> so I wanted one more than Rogers got in his first year. Mm-hmm. And I know there's one more game now, but still percentage wise, that puts him ahead. And right, yeah. Are,
0: so they're above your expectations pretty soundly
2: right now. We are tracking to be well above my expectations, and I am just fucking giddy about it
0: so what is what is happening above above and beyond your expectations? Because we're sitting here saying we were right., um, but we weren't right because this isn't how we expected it to go either. So, legend, what were you, where is this Packer's team exceeding your expectations?
2: I mean, in the wins column, to put it simply, we are beating. Fantastic teams. We just put back-to-back wins against the division leaders who look stout. The Lions, they don't look like a bullshit team. And we beat them from one end of the game to the other end of the game.
0: And then, anyway.
2: then we had the Chiefs come in, the goddamn champions. And we beat them from one end of the game to the other end of the game. Crazy. Did not expect either of those. Like either of those wins alone could have carried me a long way, even if we failed to hit seven wins to get a win like that over the Lions or to get a win like that over the Chiefs, and we just put two of them back to back.
1: Mhm. Yeah, dude. Let me let me go with that for a second because yeah, it, it's it's not just the wins. It, it yeah, it's how it's how they're winning there's not a lot of ugly wins here Mm-mm. like like you're not going from like losing ugly to losing pretty to winning ugly to winning pretty like these are these are fucking commanding wins against the lions and the chiefs and even when uh, jordan love had the comeback win against the chargers against the chargers and against early on in the season the saints. against the saints uh, even those like those weren't terribly ugly. Those were like competitive, like I'm coming to get you. Wins. The it win was against like, the Bears. Was like, yeah, this is domination. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Jordan Love has consistently balled
0: out in second halves, yeah. and that was just kind of like the Bears game was like ten to six at halftime, and then it was thirty eight to twenty. Right. And then the Saints game was like a horrid first half. Yeah. That yeah, yeah, yeah. that was complete. Garbage. And then it was like we were fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the second half performances have been really strong. Mm-hmm. Lately, we've been starting fast as well. And so you have that, you have a lead, and then you have that confidence that you can come out in the second half and, and play well.
2: Right. Um, One thing yeah. that I thoroughly love is that during our drought, our down point, when everybody was making the case to sell on love. And they were like, well, yeah, Aaron Rodgers didn't have a good record his first year either. But with Aaron Rodgers, at least you saw flashes. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys have been watching, but the last two, three weeks, Jordan Love has been going off like a strobe light. Hmm.
0: <laughs> Rhythmic flashes. And just
2: boom, boom, that boom. Makes boom, it look boom. Cool. Like crazy passes that, like. <laughs> Dude, you shouldn't I didn't thrown like, that at all. But instead, you fucking got a first down on third and fifteen, and it was gorgeous. That first
0: touchdown against the Lions, the pass to Jaden Reed that almost
2: hit oh Jordan. my god, that one. Can we
0: can can we get a quote on record from somebody admitting that that was a fluke mistake, yeah. like that it was just like Jordan loved watson like ran the wrong route and love didn't see him and the throw (laughs) happened to miss him like i haven't seen everyone talking about that throw is like what a throw it's like yeah there's no (laughs) no one is like yes i can get this through there let me let me
2: (laughs) that's ridiculous oh yeah that was that was somehow despite not sitting behind him Jordan Love, his osmosis somehow picked up shit from Brett Favre where he's just, like, forcing <laughs> shit in that does not dude, make sense. No, the, the what genes this are is,
1: passed down. Is that this is what happens when you finally have a Christian man <laughs> on their <laughs> center.
2: <laughs> like, uh, dude, like... <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: you know what? I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Take oh, Jesus!
0: I just want to hear someone be like, "Yeah,
1: that was a broken
0: play, but it worked out for us." I yeah. I, I I didn't like scour everything, but every like I keep seeing that throw talked about, like JTO Sullivan talked about it, and you know, like I think Lafleur talked about it in the press conference or Love or something. And can we just? That was anyway.
1: Like actually, actually, we met after practice and ran that one three hundred times in a row. (laughs) Right, Jordan Love can't hit a net in training camp, but he's throwing it, you know, inches
0: in front of Christian Watson's blur face mask that he's running at fifteen
1: miles an hour. Oh, dude, like this is this has been the cool develop, you know, like one of the standard Jordan Love passes recently. You remember uh, Aaron Rodgers against the, the Panthers when he had to come back, and he throws that one up to James Jones. James Jones high points it, like, over over a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Love saw that, and he was like, okay, that's my shit now. Yeah. And he's just been doing that. That's like his back shoulder throw. He's like, I'm just going to throw it exactly three inches higher than the other guy can jump. Yeah. And that's how he's been getting it to Christian Watson. Yeah, that Watson TD.
0: That Dobbs throw, like
2: yeah, oh, yeah, I you
0: know what I couldn't say this out loud, but you know what that throw reminded me of? was that? <sighs> I'm gonna say it out loud. You're gonna be mad. Building, building the suspense. Yeah. Viewers drawing in, turning up their volume. <clears throat> the Russell Wilson. Two-point conversion. Oh, my God. In the NFC Championship game oh. is what that reminded me of. Dude. Fully under pressure, fully throws a duck, and it just happens to be a perfect duck. It just
1: hit the right exact spot. Yeah. Another Christian quarterback.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Another Christian man. <sighs> throw it up to Jesus <laughs> and he'll throw yeah, it right there. Where it needs to it's go. Up, yeah.
2: Love's pocket presence. His pocket presence has blown me away on some of these recently. Both touchdowns to Watson against Kansas City. One is
0: like he stepped up, right, that first, the easier throw. He steps up into the pocket, which looks like a mistake. It looks like he's about to run into his line's butts and fall down. He's too close, but he's, he's like cool with it. He's like fine. And happens to see Watson completely wide open over the Ooh. middle of the end zone. Just boom, right there. And that was crazy. And then the next touchdown to Watson was also great. The way that the pressure was coming, he knew it was coming. He knew exactly how much time he had. He knew exactly where he wanted to put the ball and just made his best throw. And it was the best throw. Um, You talk about pocket presence. those Those come to mind for me. Those are immediately... And it He's just a talented thrower of the football, and we're just gonna get to watch him for like yeah. the next fifteen years. Because yeah. because he can throw it that well. And he's well versed in this offense. His relationship with LaFleur is productive and good.
2: Yeah. LaFleur's play calling has looked way better the last month. Yeah. People yep. keep
0: people keep talking about these Packers quarterbacks as if it's luck.
1: And no, well here, here's the thing. I did I did hear one uh, commentator on ESPN. I was sick this week, so I got to um, watch a bunch of ESPN. Watch a lot of prices, right? ESPN. Maury. I watched a bunch of ESPN. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Go and ahead. so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, You know, this guy, you know, this fan of Jordan Love, they are like, do you feel validated in these last, you know, few weeks? Does this surprise you? And the guy was like, no, it doesn't surprise me. But can we still just let the guy play his career? Can we not crown him yet? Can we just let the guy develop? You know, to take that, because he doesn't deserve that prof- that pressure yet. He doesn't need that expectation. He's still young. Let the guy develop and let him he's he's doing great right now. But just let him develop. And that's something that I would agree with. Would you agree with that, Legend? No. <laughs> you are the
0: Packers quarterback. You go be Bart Star right now.
2: Like you're referencing Aaron Rodgers. I dude, I didn't I didn't think you would even
1: tune into that. That was Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. No.
2: I fucking tweeted about that and I was like, Oh, look how elegantly fucking Aaron Rodgers got out of giving fucking Jordan Love his flowers with instead being like, Oh, well, yeah, he's doing great, but can we just wait? I don't I don't want to say too much. That's not what What he said. He He was
1: checking in on him the whole night. Absolutely what he
2: said. He said, Yeah, he's doing good, but Man, look at this! He dude. immediately this fucking dodged giving him his fucking credit. It was like, it's it, just way it was giving I, him his credit the whole time.
1: I I believe
0: that if Aaron Rodgers was doing that, it's because he crowned himself too early on in the process, and it backfired. I but what I was going to say when I think of it as not being luck, the Packers drafted a quarterback in the first round, who had some flaws but had tremendous arm talent. And then they invested three years with a legendary Hall of Fame quarterback and an assortment of quarterback minds, including Matt LaFleur and Tom Clements and, I guess, Luke Getzey for the first year, uh, teaching him the fundamentals. So you had... A tremendous talent that was raw in many respects, and you refined it. And I guarantee you, if the Packers had drafted Zach Wilson in that spot, Zach Wilson would be balling the fuck out right now as a Green Bay Packer. Or Sam Darnold would be balling out right now. But those guys were thrust into the starters' roles, Mm -hmm. building the plane as they flew it, And the plane crashed repeatedly, and And then it got in their head, and it toxified, and it was horrible for those guys. The Packers have a a slick process. It's called development and not throwing your guy into the fire and then trusting him when you do give him the reins.
2: Exactly. Oh, my God. Let us look. When we got Aaron Rodgers, how we got Aaron Rodgers, how Aaron Rodgers came out, I supremely doubted Aaron Rodgers. I thought he was fucking made of glass and I thought he was a little bitch before he started fucking playing actual football games.
0: I and think a lot of fans, yeah, I think a lot of fans had really negative thoughts toward Aaron Rodgers early on and really uh-huh. low expectations and learned from that <laughs> this yeah. time around, right? Exactly.
2: What we did with Rogers was brilliant, and it is the way every team should do things. But it is. Not I would love the way. to see another every team, team do it. does things.
0: I would love to see another team try it.
2: once. Yeah. yeah exactly. Because guess what? Shit works.
0: Sometimes, and sometimes it works. Throwing a guy like C.J. Stroud is
2: phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. But that's uh, luck. That's catching lightning in a bottle. That's that's where it's lucky. That's not. That's not you drafting, you developing, you fucking putting the work in to make your fucking player the best player he can be. That's just getting lucky with the draft and yeah. Don't I think do it's.
1: That. I think it's culture too. I I think fucking who's the who's the coach at in in Houston? D'Amico Ryan's. <coughs> like I think he's got. Damn it! Sorry, I coughed. Uh, I think I don't know. I think he's got a a good culture going there. Good place for CJ Stroud, but I mean that dude is is but that's luck too. Miraculously balling out like for a rookie, the way that he's the way that he's playing for a rookie. And because, also, yes, he
2: is rookie on team. a fantastic staff. Yeah.
1: Well,
0: D'Amico Ryan's is a first-time head coach. Is a first-year head coach. Right. Defensive right. coordinator hotshot. This is like. You know, you you get D'Amico, Ryan's, and C.J. Stroud one time. Usually, you end up with Vance Joseph and Paxton Lynch. Right. Right. Or Raheem Morris and Josh Freeman, or whatever.
1: Right. Yeah, I think. Well, I think a lot of teams try to do something kind of like that, like what Mike Glennon and Mitch Trubisky. You know, you try to get a vet in there to start so that they can learn. Yeah, you get a vet get so bad, you can't start them. But then you get to the point where it's like you get to that eight-game mark where we were at where, you know, fans get impatient. Everybody's like, oh, well, it's time to move on from this shit. (laughs) And they bench Mike Glennon, and then you put Mitch Trubisky out there, and he has like one or two nice games because no one's ever seen him before. Yeah. And then people start seeing him and it gets it gets all fucked and like he doesn't it's, he's not he's not fully you know he's not come to term. It's yeah. funny
2: that that's kind of what the Jets he were is. trying to do by bringing in Rodgers for a couple of years. Yeah. Right. Putting Wilson behind him to learn and sit and yeah. take in. But yeah. Rodgers couldn't fulfill his end and his leg just was a little bitch. Yeah. Enjoy that.
0: So, who should teams that should draft a quarterback this year? Mhm. Denver Broncos, Los Angeles
2: Rams, and the Chicago Bears.
0: Well, I'm talking about teams that have established competent veteran quarterbacks. Old quarterbacks. Yeah. Mm. Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford, Lions. Maybe, yeah. You could you could do that if you're Detroit. Yeah, definitely
2: have somebody behind golf waiting in the wings, learning some shit.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I mean that's what they did. Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith, or the Seahawks
0: with Geno Smith. Ooh, yeah, that's another team that you could do.
1: Those guys are those guys are a little young.
0: Those guys aren't like old in the tooth, but right. They're also you know when you're not as good as Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, you're not going to play as long, right? Those yeah. are those are guys who are going to retire at thirty five, not at thirty nine. It's true because they're just not good enough. So try it, try the Packers strategy. Somebody ever. Just try and draft a really talented player and then coach them on how to play quarterback in the NFL and watch what happens.
1: Yeah, dude, the quarterback is are like the humans of babies. Like, it just takes them longer to, to fully develop, right? Like, most other animal babies come right out of the womb. They can walk. Six weeks later, they're, like, hunting, yeah. eating, stuff like that. Quarterbacks, you know, they have to, like, you have to feed them. You have to, you like, have to teach, teach feed. To, yeah, teach that's a good a, metaphor. Yeah, Dude, you should be a head
0: coach in the National Football League. That was so smart. If Sean McDermott said that, he Mike would...
1: McDaniel, that's something Mike McDaniels would... He,
0: he could come Mc, up with it. No, maybe? he could come up with that. No. I think Mike McDaniel is
1: funnier than us. <coughs> I don't. I think I'm funnier than Mike McDaniels. I could have come up with that after week 15, the... I could have come up with that joke. Quarterbacks are the humans of babies.
2: That's solid. Yeah,
0: um, and so while we were preaching that, don't you know, don't give up on everybody after after seven weeks. Now we're after twelve games and we're six and six. And we're technically in the playoff position right now. And we have five easy games left. But we also have the youngest team, like, fucking ever. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. They're not easy games.
0: Right. There are the no easy game games. not easy.
2: And the Bears will not fucking play us easy. Although yeah. they might, because they might be in total technology. Another –
0: Yeah. So another point I want to make – and of concern the Packers play the Giants on the road and on the road this year the Packers are two and four one victory being opening week against the Bears the other being Thanksgiving Day against the Lions given the specific context of both of those games the road scares me the way that we played in Atlanta in Pittsburgh um in Denver and in Las Vegas all four of those performances least of all Pittsburgh but were like felt like this team was like a little bit not ready to win on the road. Detroit was a different situation to me. That was more about revenge and avenging the, the earlier season loss and the fact that we got them on a four day week, um, on a holiday and they expected us to, to be something and we weren't. And I think we caught them off guard Understandably, because of the context, I don't think the Giants are there. And while the Giants have been awful this season, that I think Brian Dable is a capable coach. Mm-hmm. Wink Martindale is a capable coach. Uh, everyone in that organization has immense interest in performing well to finish the season. Because their jobs are at stake, this is not this is not an organization
1: that is like yes, let's tank. Um, yeah, Brian Daybull seems like a volatile motherfucker. He does. He's
0: and he's gonna he's gonna have something for us. So mm-hmm. I I think in those two ways we have a, a very unfavorable situation compared to these previous three games, where. We're not the underdog. Mm-hmm. We are on the road, which we've struggled with, and the teams we're facing are desperate. Um, we got to beat them anyway. True. Got to find a way to win that game, in spite of, in spite of circumstances that that kind of change what's been working for us which is the hunger and the gumption and the the young kind of ignorance.
2: Look, while I am loving this ride that we're on and this I and how it feels like we're all of a sudden being bolted into being competitors and being in contention all of a sudden, I'm still not that far off of just being happy with being seven and ten. I would not I be happy with seven. At, yeah, seven and ten would obviously be very bad from this perspective. Mm-hmm. But I'm still looking at this team like we are young. We are not. We are not in contention yet. If we make it into the playoffs, I absolutely expect us to be an ugly first round loss. I still feel like we are completely playing with house money. I am not expecting great things, great victories. I could easily see us regress again and make everybody drop back into everybody sucks and we should sell mode again. And that wouldn't shake me. That wouldn't change my path. I still think this is a young team that's going to still face more growing pains in the rest of this year, right and now everybody is ready to catch a couple of losses that you did not expect, because we've been fucking great. Mm-hmm. Well, They've we've been, been great. greater than we should be at this point, honestly. Yeah,
1: yeah, we've been great, and we've we've also been shitty this year. Uh, you know, right now in this moment, the expectations feel really high because we're coming off three big time wins, right? <clears throat> but, you know, if this season should actually tell us anything, it's that it's been a streaky season. And that should be our expectations. Like, we still, you know, probably are hiding some shit under the sheets, you know? Yeah. Like, when we sleep, you probably lift that thing up and you might see a little duke. You know, you might see a little dookie just running across. Away. Across the fitted sheet, and you know that's okay because we're young. We're babies. We are
2: babies, and we're learning. But man, as far as the babies go, mm-hmm. some of these babies are looking real hot. Babies. They've dude. got big paws on pups. Yeah. Touch yeah. That's rap, a big paws on a pup. Yeah. Three. It was
0: crazy. Last last week, um, I was watching the game with Luther, who's four. And it's my son. Not like a buddy of mine. <laughs> my buddy Luther. <laughs> met him outside a, an elementary school one day. Just started talking football.
2: He asked no, me to uh, buy some beer. My
0: my kid he asks me the same three questions about everybody that he sees on a football field he says uh if he sees jordan love he says who's the one with the number 10 say that's jordan love and then he says has he always been a packer and i say well yes he has and then he says what year is this his and if i know i will tell him and if i don't I, i don't know we were watching this chiefs game and he, he kept we kept he kept asking me all how about these first year guys
1: mm-hmm.
0: who's who's with the number 13 who's with the number um who's the other rookie receiver 11. that's good 11 that's right who's with the number 85 catching a touchdown who's with the number 80 sorry 89 catching a touchdown who's with the number 85 making plays who's with the number 17 um who's with the number 94 because he asked me about linemen too and that's keeps me more on my twos who's with the number 44 he asked me about Henry Pearson I didn't know Henry Pearson's first name I still don't know if it's Henry Pearson is it <laughs> Henry Pearson Hunter Pearson Drew Pearson who's that um, but he he just kept asking me and we were like whoa that's so many guys that are in their first year he's like yeah it's like 8 guys in their first year it's like, that's where we are right now. We yeah. just got a bunch of young dudes making plays. He's, he's got Romeo Dobbs in his second year. Mm-hmm. Ro- you know, Watson's in his second year. Love's in his first year starting, but it's his fourth year. He knows that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's just, it's incredible. Number 90 is in his first year. Number 35 is in his first year. Number 37 is in his first year. Actually, Ballantyne. I think was, on the I think yeah, I think it was around team last, last year. year. But yeah. regardless, you've got, yeah, you get it, yeah, get it. The point cool. has been overmade,
2: Absolutely. but it's
0: crazy, it's crazy how young this team is and how many of those guys are stepping up just because they're the ones. Yeah, there and you know, you it's, see you see a guy like Rasul Douglas go out the door. It's kind of like, well, this is my job now, isn't
1: it? That's the thing, man. Like. The Jets had a situation where they needed a guy. They needed a dude to come in there. And then we had that dude, and we needed that dude to get the fuck out of there. (laughs) Because he was old. And because it was like, there was just, there was a fear around him for the last couple years. It was, he was, he felt untouchable the way that he interacted with the media versus the way everybody else did you know the expectation that he had and the way that he held people to it was not good for this for this organization and, for all the people that he didn't know and we needed him to get the fuck out of here and now it's like hey guys this is your team and all these talented dudes are taking ownership over it and growing into these these bigger than themselves roles it's amazing yeah and it's really fun to watch
0: it, it's everyone was real cool about Aaron Rodgers. The way that they talked about him. They mm-hmm. respected him. They liked him. You know. But they're a lot more enthusiastic. Genuinely enthusiastic mm-hmm. about Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Because he's their guy. Like, mm-hmm. you see Rashawn Gary mm-hmm. in the locker room mm-hmm. stop playing yep. with with Jordan Love. Just that that like camaraderie and that ownership of like that's my dude. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I stop criticizing him cuz that's an affront to me. Mhm. Because we are one. Yeah. We're on the same team. Yes. Um and the way that they've coalesced around him has been totally beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh it's been so much fun. It's been so fun to just like be out of this like Aaron Rodgers, will he or won't he play like an MVP melodrama for the last mm-hmm. you know seven years that we've been in and get to a point where it's just like New Frontier pioneering mm-hmm. fucking what are we gonna discover next? Damn
2: yeah, you get it's it fantastic. You get it it's when you watch to
1: He's he's an easy guy to root for. And all the interactions that he has, he just seems like a kind of simple, easy-loving guy. Well, I feel like you would have said, like, Aaron Rodgers
0: in his first year starting was totally different, too. And we're going to see Jordan Love evolve and, like, (coughs) hopefully he lives long enough to see himself become the villain, too.
2: (laughs)
1: Aaron Rodgers, I don't, I don't think I ever remembered like really getting behind him. I always thought he kind of looked a little bit like pissy. I think maybe a little. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. thought,
0: I thought he just seemed like a guy who wanted to fulfill the image of a franchise quarterback, mm. and he wanted to mm. look the part. you know, he was like, he, you talk about a young Christian man. Aaron Rodgers was a young Christian man. Well, that's true. Yeah.
1: Um, and that's when he won a Super Bowl.
0: God don't be lying, dude.
1: dude. Are we like pretending like Tim Tebow didn't happen? Do you remember that shit? That was fucking amazing. Like, like we had the entire America like, oh, God is God real? Is God? letting
0: this <laughs> shitty dude win NFL games what is oh. happening? Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny. that uh but but i mean you you know so i'm not like i when i look at jordan love i'm like yeah there's a lot of there's a lot in there's a lot to that guy that's not out right now and is is going to come out over the years and that's and not to say, like, he's going to be a shitty guy. It's just, like, he's a little bit quiet right now. He's close to the best. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe that to be who he is at his core. No. And I think yeah. I think he's going to come out of his shell over and over again over yeah. the next several years as long as he keeps
1: playing at, at the level he's playing now. I'm excited to see it, too. Because it, it looks like, you know, he's got a team that likes him. He looks like a very likable guy. Yeah.
0: Yep, yep. So what are you, what are your... Where do you think this team lands between 6 and 11, and 11 and 6? <laughs> you got five games left. What is your, like, I will be happy if they get... I was going to say, like, yeah, I want to frame it more in disappointment. Mm-hmm. Would it be disappointing if this team goes
1: 9 and 8? For me, no. I think. I think... I would still be, it depends on how you get there, of yeah. course, but still, like, if if you asked me at the beginning of the season, like, would you take 9 and 8, I'd be like, fuck yes. right. Cool. And then, yeah, right now, yes. We're 6 and 6. If you end up 9 and 8, you end up with a winning record for the rest of the season and the entire season. Yeah. Yeah, I, so I, I take it.
0: that makes sense. And our playoff chances are still kinda high at nine and eight. Yeah. They're like pretty high. And you're talking about teams that are five hundred now, so being above five hundred, right. Projects well. Yeah.
2: Um Yeah. One thing I, think- I would love to avoid would whatever the scenario needs to be. I don't want to catch San Francisco first round. Really? Yeah, that's what that's probably wanna to want to catch San Francisco that. first round. That's where
0: we project right now. Seven I or the seventh seed there the two. Yep. So why why and because I, pick, so I wanna we play have San Francisco. to
2: get up out of that. We've gotta get to the sixth seed, I think.
0: I I wanna play San Francisco. I wanna I wanna watch a quarterback that isn't Aaron Rodgers take on San Francisco. Oh. Because I think he was the problem.
2: I think it's too early.
0: Mm. I don't care. Even if, don't we lo- if we lo- if we lose if we Andrew if we lose well, you talked about you expect a, a round one blowout. I think that's ass. I think if we get in the playoffs, we're gonna fucking fight. And if we lose well to San Francisco and they're able to skate by us, but they know
1: like that we're different, I think that would feel really good. This is the thing: is that like the Eagles didn't lose well to San Francisco. The yeah, Cowboys exactly. didn't lose well to San Francisco. I think exactly, San Francisco and we're not the Eagles and the Cowboys. The thank God. No, you got. I. You know what? I. I do agree with Elliot though. I think you got to get up in there because they're going to be around for the next couple of years, and that's you know that's your measuring stick for the next couple of years. That's what you got to. You got to fucking get in the mixer with that. Right, I don't want to. I don't want to be ducking San Francisco, afraid of San Francisco. If you're afraid of them now, we'll always be afraid of them. Yeah, I think I think that is is a worse move if you're actively trying to avoid San Francisco.
2: I mean, you don't actively what try and avoid, what but you pray to you God catch that you them. don't catch them.
0: <clears throat> I'd rather play San Francisco than the Lions again. What? Yeah. No, I don't want to. I don't want them coming back on us. Another trying to win two consecutive road games in Detroit. No,
1: no. us no, go San Francisco. I'm about it. Yes, new day. Exactly. Jordan and if loves. and if
0: we lose the same, like whatever. If it, you if it's really the
1: game, like playbackers.
0: then we can start ducking San Francisco.
1: But I I would love to to find. San Francisco with a hurt Nick Bosa. Like, if Nick Bosa has like a fucking broken nutsack or something like that, <laughs> and like his balls torn out, like through his asshole, that's fine. That's fine.
2: <laughs> if we can somehow catch San Francisco, See, second say round, that. if we can make it through a first round and catch San Francisco second round, that's fine. I'd love to avoid them first round, though.
0: No, I'd love to play them first round. I don't want to I I'd rather have them first and second round cuz like second round if we win a first round series say against Detroit and then we come face to face with San Francisco and they kick our ass, that feels like okay, they really are on a different level and that's reality and we're you know, like I don't I give me the un, give me the fucking scary underdog role this playoffs against mm-hmm. whoever. I We're not scary underdogs to Detroit because we already beat them, and they want to kill us now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We are. I want a scary underdog first round, and that can be against Philly or Dallas or San Fran.
2: Is Philly really an option? Seems like they have a lockdown already. Not,
0: they, not, if they lose yeah. to Dallas, they're in second place in that division. They would fall all the way to the 5 seed, but they could win it and back they, and, and be behind San Francisco gosh. at that point.
2: Yeah.
0: So it's anything's possible. There's five games left. That's a lot to play with.
2: A lot of noise. Making the playoffs would be fun. It'd be Making good. the playoffs
1: would be really fun. It would, would be it would it would be good. That would be ahead of schedule. That would be beyond most Yes, the Packers fans' expectations.
2: Talking to from the other day, that dude was like, oh, boy, calm down. The Packers aren't going to do anything for years. If the Packers make the playoffs this year, that's doing something. That's doing a big something. That's doing a big something way ahead of schedule and way ahead of what the Bears want us to be doing.
1: Dude, I want to beat the Vikings. That's a that's that's the main thing. I want to beat the Vikings.
2: Mm, mhm. would be fun.
1: Yeah, that's important.
0: If
2: you I could don't. take one of the two, beat the Vikings or beat the bears again.
0: Easily the Vikings.
1: Bears?
2: I
0: would yeah.
1: yes. I would say I would say the Vikings just cuz fuck the Vikings cuz I actually do hate them more. With the bears it'd be like It'd be funny if they won because they would be getting a worse draft pick. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And that's like all they have to live for right now. Yeah. <coughs>
2: that too. But man. It'd be a lot of talking points against every Bears fan from now to the end of history.
0: That no amount of talking points <laughs> will stop them. They're so fucking dumb. Oh my God. They yeah. the people cool. have been the receipts that have come up this week have have just been a reminder of, like, Bears fans will just instantly talk themselves into the, the fucking pornographic version of their team that just so untethered from reality. And meanwhile, yeah. Packers fans are like, yeah, I think we're going to have, like, an up-and-down <laughs> year with Jordan Love. And it's like...
1: Here we
2: are.
0: Yeah. They can't handle it in the moment, but they... Right, They oh, knew yeah, what yeah. it was coming I mean, into the year. It's,
2: it's come yeah. to the point on Twitter, if if I'm engaging with a Bears fan that really wants to like push an argument of any kind, it's just like, no. Stop. We're not having this conversation. You suck. You're horrible. Yeah, the- You've been so bad for so fucking long, you have offered nothing to the entire NFL. You are <laughs> disappointing the fucking league at this point. And you want to fucking talk about, oh, you've only got two Super Bowls with fucking Rodgers and Favre. Shut the fuck up. You've got nothing with nothing with nothing with nothing with nothing with nothing. You're horrible. You fucking are an embarrassment to the fucking league. Come back when you have a fucking victory in the game that matters to talk about. Because right now, you're just a fucking asshole that is saying words that don't mean shit, you fucking asshole. And that's what causes suicides. Oh, Good. <laughs> no, they should all kill themselves. I don't care. Don't, care.
1: don't do. Don't do that. Welcome to There's the second hour. A lot of, of, yeah, a a of Bears
2: fans that are tempered and they understand <laughs> and they admit but those delusional fucking Bears fans. For those delusional Bears fans that still think they have something to say in the conversation, by saying you've only got two Super Bowls with two M.E.B.
0: No, the annoying argument of the week. The annoying argument of the week that I've seen from Bears and Vikings fans, and this is some straight denial shit, is people being like, "Ah, perfect. I've always wanted the Packers to have a quarterback who's too good to give up on." But not good enough to win anything. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Here here you are here you are capping Jordan Love's ceiling twelve weeks into his first year as a starter. That makes a ton of sense. Great job. Well done. Good good mental backflip. But they're they're already they're like that's a retreat, right? You're retreating from he's not gonna be good. Right. To like, oh, so he's he's good enough. He's Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Enjoy Kirk Cousins. Right. Okay, but I I saw that a, a Vikings fan during the game and a Bears fan during the week say that on Twitter, and it was like, mm. oh, let's 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 keep going with this. Let's, see, let's where, see how far this goes. This is how it's not how it started, but this is how it's going, and it's gonna get better. Oh. Um. Before we wrap up, does anyone want to talk about Joe Barry,
1: the defense? Joe Barry? Love Joe Barry. I always loved Joe <laughs> Barry. <laughs> <laughs> love I, was, I love watching his defense play. Just my, <laughs> most I I really have experience. always been in the camp that's like, you know what? I, do, I think we've been in the same camp. It's like that dude knows more about football. He knows what he's doing. It's not the best. But right now, dude, with the unit that we have out there, like our defensive backfield is not star studded. No. It is not. And what he's been able to do with that has been pretty fucking good.
2: Yeah. yeah. We're not giving up twenty points.
1: Yeah. So
0: i I was very much in the camp of like Joe Barry's a mistake. The where I differed from people was how to handle that mistake. Because early in the season, everyone wanted to fire Joe Barry in weeks one, two, and three, and four, and five, and six.
2: Three, really now, basically.
0: Yeah, they. I mean, but people calling for him to be fired in the middle of the year—it's like that
2: won't help. No, it won't help to it fire won't him. Help, and it won't happen.
0: It, yeah, and it's and it's not going to happen. So it's an unlikely thing, and it wouldn't make. It wouldn't make our prospects or our present reality better. And you'd be satisfied that someone was held accountable. But, like, you still hold them accountable by firing them at the end of the season. Assuming things continue going as poorly as they do. Now, all of a sudden... Joe Barry doesn't look so bad. Doesn't look. Doesn't look that terrible. Look How, so bad. Holding the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs to under twenty points—that's not bad. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift's in the building. It's like, mm, look you who's know. got
1: the big balls now. Yeah,
0: Joe Big Ball Barry. Joe
1: <laughs> Big Booty Barry.
0: <laughs> um, but I—I I will say this: I, as someone who has frequently used the points allowed argument in the case of Joe Barry, there is a there is a methodology that's producing these lower point totals and it's called the Packers defense averages the most opponent plays per opponent drive of any team in the league. They are thirty second in in plays in that allowed. respect. Yeah. Six point yeah. five plays allowed per opponent drive leads the league. Yeah. And Following from that, they are one second off the the longest average opponent drive. The mm-hmm. only team that has a longer average opponent drive is the Arizona Cardinals. They have three minute and one second per opponent drive. Mm-hmm. The Packers are three minutes per opponent drive. Flat. So what that is saying, to translate those numbers when you watch Joe Barry give up third down after third down and long drives and and soft coverage that, that never gives up the big play, but always gives up the first down that is happening. And because of that, the opponent's drives are taking longer. And because of that, they're getting fewer of them. So as far as, Total opponent drives, the Packers are like fifth fewest in the league. Um, hmm. and points per drive is kind of, you know, I think they're they managed to be like fourteenth or something on that hmm. on that respect. So they're middle of the packish mm-hmm. on points allowed per drive, which is you take that. But Joe Barry's scoring defense being top 10 is not the same thing as being like one of the 10 best defenses in the league. When you look at it holistically, because they, those are, they are giving up lots of yards, lots of first down mm-hmm. um, time of possession mm-hmm. is not as impacted as heavily by that because time of possession is always like a zero sum game. You're if your offense is, is holding on to the ball for longer, the defense is, you know, it 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 there's too many factors that time of possession isn't the best metric. Point plays per drive is a pretty concrete metric. Guys are getting more first downs against the Packers. The the Packers are having to play more defense. Drives are taking longer, and so yeah, you're not going to have as much scoring. So it, it it's not a top ten defense to me. In other words, mm-hmm. just because the scoring ranks there. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm yeah yeah but Joe Barry's great,
0: but he's great. I love it no and I what I what I will say I is think that he's I'm, hot I I don't. He looks like a, a gym teacher that That's talks to girls in a way that makes
1: them uncomfortable. That's what I'm
0: talking about yeah <laughs> <laughs> but he uh, I do appreciate like he hasn't been inflexible. He he has taken long periods of time to adjust. This game is actually going to be a pretty big test for Joe Barry. The genius tweet I saw from Ted Wynn uh, on Twitter was that Joe Barry's defense is designed to limit Patrick Mahomes, which makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Don't give up the big play. Make it make him earn it in little baby chunks, and then you kind of neutralize the things that Mahomes does well. Mm-hmm. He said the problem is he also plays Kenny Pickett that way, and the Packers mm-hmm. allow 200 rushing yards to the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And so this game against the Giants, right, you shouldn't be playing Tommy DeVito the same way that you play Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You you got to have something there, and Saquon Barkley is the threat. Can you limit the running game threat? in favor of of the passing game like playing it a little looser and we'll see. It's a it's a big big test for Joe Barry coming up this weekend.
2: Low key. Jill. He's gonna do it. It's gonna be a win.
1: Who is he a receiver for? That's Ted Ginn. Oh, Yeah, that was, that, was, okay. that was kind of a dumb thing to say. All That's right. all right. Sorry. They do rhyme, though. Yeah. They, like, look the same in my head.
0: Yeah, they're not. Damn.
1: Gwyn when, <sighs> when
0: is N-G-U-Y-E-N.
1: Gwyn is G-U-Y-N. Like Ted Ginn? Yeah. It's G-I-N-N. <clears throat>
2: So that's going to wrap up this edition of
1: the Packer Force podcast.
2: What do the Packers need to do to legitimately win win the Super Bowl?
0: To win the Super Bowl this year? Oh, I got you. So listen, (laughs) Jair Alexander is coming back, okay? Aaron Jones is coming back. This team is going to fucking turn on the burners, baby. We have the easiest schedule we're going to go 11 and 6. If we can nab the north from the Lions, get the 3 seed, play against the 6 seed, who's going to probably end up being the Seahawks or you know or some shit like that. We can we're not the team that you want to fuck with in the playoffs. We are young and stupid and we do not care that you are better than us and have
1: better so then you're saying we blow the shit out of the Seahawks, and we fucking get full of ourselves.
0: Let's just, yes. And then we go to San Fran, yeah. and we beat the shit out of the San Francisco 49ers. Fucking let's go, all Because right. Jordan Love is not afraid to throw over the middle of the field like somebody who wore number 12 for all those years. And
1: <laughs> Nick Bosa lost a foot. <laughs> Because he said the wrong shit at the wrong time, and his foot went through his asshole. Racist ass, and his foot went through his asshole. Yes, and Christian Ooh. McCaffrey was there, and he got beat up too. <laughs> and then we get to the Super Bowl, and we play. We still got one more game. No. No. <laughs> I like this version. The dude. Ravens.
0: <laughs> Yep. Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson. I can see it. And you know, Joe Barry
2: <laughs> against
0: Lamar Jackson is like Fucking gold. Yeah, I don't know, Perfect. man. It, l- listen, Let's we don't got to win the Super Bowl. Again. We don't got to win the Super Bowl this week, boys. One week at a time. Go,
1: pack. Go. No, we're not Go ending with back. a chance We're not doing Go it. Go back. Go.
2: It could happen, though. We're fucking way closer than we should be. Whether this year it's reality or not, we're still way closer to being in contention than I could have imagined us being at this point right now.
0: Yep. we did just beat the defending Super Bowl champions, so that yep. makes it feel like we could actually do some damage
2: yeah. after we process. beat the division leaders. right. Who seemed like they had a fucking stronghold on things.
0: It's fun being a Packers fan. It's just a joy ride. Just enjoy it. Yeah, stop tweeting like to fucking it. fire people. You can't fire anyone anyway. Just enjoy the shit. Yeah and and bend your brain to be optimistic about everything and hope it works out. And then say you were right all along. That's my advice.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's
0: the way to do it.
2: It's so much more fun being right when things go well.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Being right when things go poorly is easier and less rewarding. Yep. Very much
1: less. All right. Score predictions. Oh, okay. You want me to go? Yeah. All right. Uh, I am going to say 17-22 uh, Giants. <laughs> I don't know. I got a bad feeling about this one. I had a bad feeling about the
2: Chiefs, so I'm going to keep these bad feelings yeah, I had going. a bad feeling about the Chiefs, but I learned. You know, I had a good to 18, winning that
0: game. I texted. I said, we're winning this game. Yep. Yep. Before it started.
2: 29. And I didn't say
0: that. All the time. What?
2: 29 to 18 Packers.
0: Oh, I thought you were saying 20 to 9. I was yeah. like, that tracks. 29, 18. All right. 29,
2: 18. I... 16 to 11. Yikes. Ooh. It's going to be boring. Packers.
1: 16 to 11. Oh, can I do another score prediction where the Packers win? No. That's Ooh. you yeah. shot your wad. No, dude, you get you get two. Yeah.
0: Okay, like what's your score prediction? Okay.
1: 4 <laughs> What's your score prediction? I see where your finger is. 38 22 Packers.